Great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk 77 WABC. I'm going to get to Curtis Sliwa and Nancy Sliwa in just a second, but we are taking your telephone calls this hour, 800 848 WABC 800-848-9222. So I learned a thing or two about cats tonight, listening to Nancy Sliwa. And Nancy is a very smart woman, very nice uh, person. I didn't know that plastic can be devastating for cats. And so I guess I have to make sure we keep plastic away from from our cat at home, uh, uh, Beyonce. But Curtis mentioned, um, you know, that I have been upset about my dog and 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 raised the question of uh, that that died. Raised the question of whether or not, when you lose a, a a dog, a beloved family member, whether or not you should just jump back in again, and um, and get another dog. And uh, Nancy made the point of if you're an animal lover, then yes, I am an animal lover. But it was so devastating to me on a personal level. To lose my dog, I I don't I don't think I can ever do it again. And and my wife is feeling the same way. That's how devastated we were over the loss the a loss of um of our dog. And I will always apologize. We're gonna get to our topics in just one second. But I will always apologize to our producer, uh, Alex Barnard. And the reason why I will apologize is because I thought I had control of the matter. I came to want to work one night and at WABC and just completely lost it on an emotional level, uh, a breakdown in terms of tears and I couldn't control it. And it was in front of Alex. And I know he was like, Oh my God, what do I do? Is this man going to be able to do a show? But I just lost it over the loss of my dog. So thank you, Nancy and Curtis, as always for the uh, comments. And let's get to this morning's show. Alarm bells are going off. When, when we collectively realize what is going on, nearly 2,000 NYPD cops quitting before getting their full pensions. Think about that for a second. No mas, no more, I'm done. This is what officers are saying I'll pass on the full-time pension. I'll take the percentage of what I have now. I can't take it anymore. So nearly 2,000 cops quitting before getting their full pension. You may say perhaps that's normal, but that's a 71% jump increase from 2021. Why? Why? Why, Dominic? Why are they leaving? Well, let's let's go through the list. Anti-cop hostility, bail reform, bails uh, bears repeating, bail reform, rising crime, 
And don't forget, we went through the vaccination mandate battle where some officers lost their jobs. That situation is currently on hold. This as ex-deputy commissioner for intelligence, counterterrorism, public information, John Miller is declaring, and he just recently retired, is declaring that bail reform set the city back a decade. I hope you heard me loud and clear. One of the experts from the NYPD, he's free now. He can say whatever he wants to say. He's no longer part of the organization. Bail reform has set New York City back, according to Mr. Miller, a decade. He made the comment on the uh, Cats Roundtable with the owner-operator of WABC, John Katsimatidis. Take a listen. We're all concerned about keeping New York City safe. Uh, It doesn't seem like the state uh, legislatures uh, are cooperating. Uh, Where do you think we are? In the time I've been in this job, it has certainly morphed because when I came in, the greatest threat to the safety of New Yorkers was in the post-9-11 world from al-Qaeda. Then we saw the rise of ISIS, who managed to weaponize the Internet and mass market terrorism recruiting, which no group had ever done before, and they were very effective at it. Um, and then you saw, and then you saw the rise of domestic terrorist groups that have their own set of crazy agendas that have nothing to do with ISIS and Al Qaeda, which took up the the bulk of our work. And all of that occurred in phases over that time. But as as you point out, you know, the greatest threat to the safety of New Yorkers today is violent crime. And that's something we saw at its very lowest in 2018. And then they passed uh, 2018 and 2019. Then they passed the the legislation out of Albany. And then you saw crime start to climb. And uh, it really set us back a decade in terms of shootings and murders, which is a shame. It's like having a cure for a disease and then having the hospital take the vaccination away. It's like having a cure for disease and having the hospital take the vaccination away. The words of John Miller appearing on WABC, the Cats Roundtable, with our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis. And so 2,000 cops quitting before receiving their full pensions, the handwriting's on the wall. Police officers, and can you blame them? They have had enough. That's one of the stories I'm following. I see all your phone calls. We're about to go to Bronx, to Brooklyn, New Jersey, Staten Island, and more calls. Two stories this morning as it relates to Mayor Adams. And one, he made a big mistake. Mayor Adams was on hand for the cameras Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, to greet the city's latest busload of migrants dumped here from Texas. It was expected that there would be 40 people arriving, but only 14 pulled into the Port Authority uh, bus uh, terminal. Here's, and and the mayor says that uh, some of the immigrants uh, bailed out early because of their fear of the city. But, And this was a 7 a.m. press conference this morning, well, Sunday morning. 
The reason why it's a mistake, what the mayor did, Mayor Adams, you have constituents in New York City that do not have access to the mayor of the city. And you're going to go greet migrants? Why would you do that? It sends all the wrong messages. And it encourages similar behavior to continue. So Mayor Adams, of course, is continuing to blast uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, uh, saying it's unimaginable, unimaginable what uh, Abbott is doing. The second issue, a number of you call in question the mayor's nightlife, his smiling, laughing. Well, the mayor says, take a listen to this, don't hate on him. A lot of people just start their day with saying, let me see what I could think hateful about. You know, I start my day of saying, wow, I'm lucky to be the mayor of New York City. You know, so I'm excited. I'm happy. You know, I'm amazed at people, how much people are upset that I'm happy that I'm mayor. <laughs> you know, why are you laughing all the time? Why you enjoy being out all the time? Why you like being around people? Why you do? I like being mayor. I wanted to be mayor. I'm mayor. I want the job that comes with it. And I want to be able to respect my employees by knowing who they are and communicating with them. So Mayor Adams says, folks, don't hate on him. On this one coming up, I keep scratching my head. New York uh, Health Department officials say hundreds may be infected with the polio virus. And uh, we have a New York City Department of Correction captain who works on Rikers Island, contracts uh, monkeypox. And so what is going on? And I have to be honest with you folks. I can't think, I can't rule out that somehow this may be some bioterrorism related. It just seems like too much is going on all of a sudden. The polio, the monkeypox situation. And they are increasing and they are growing. I will get to that in just a second. And can you blame the man, Bodega Clerk, Jose Alba, the clerk at the Harlem Bodega, is set to leave New York City afraid for his life, considering moving back to the Dominican Republic. So he has already left the Big Apple and is considering a more permanent move back to his native Dominican Republic after the murder charges were finally dropped. 61-year-old Alba no longer works at that convenience store where he was attacked behind the counter by a 35-year-old ex-con Austin Simon. And we all know what happened, and we know that um, that Mr. Alba was in the fight of his life, and it was clearly self-defense, but he's had it with New York City. So let's get to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with Loretta in Brooklyn. Good morning, Loretta, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, good night, uh, Dominic, and and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I was touched uh, by your grief uh, of the loss of your dog. Uh, I've experienced this, 
And I don't think there's any blanket answer anybody can give you as to whether to get another pet or not. Mm -hmm. You're experiencing it the way you are. Your feelings are genuine and real and valid. Don't let anybody invalidate you. Don't let anybody say you're a wuss or a wimp. My dog is on the calendar for next week. My baby girl is gone 43 years on the 13th of September. I personally never got another dog. I've had 11 or 12 cats over the years. Mm -hmm. You can't have just one cat. It's like potato chips. <laughs> uh, and and uh, when you need them, you need them. You know, it, it's just that a dog, no. When you bury a dog, you bury your whole heart and soul. That's yes. my take on it. And uh, she's in Livingston in my brother's backyard. There are three dogs buried back there. His dog, Teddy, my dog, Chugga, and her dog, Pookie. And my brother's gone. And uh, who do I grieve over? My babies who are gone. They touch you in a way people can't. Uh, you you grieve over any any loss that that's hits you. So um, there's no blanket answer. Uh, do you get another pet or not? I had a neighbor in the building years ago. She replaced that cat or dog before they were gone. Uh, I don't give her right or wrong on it. That's the way she was. Um, she didn't give herself a chance to grieve. She never experienced. Uh, it's like she was afraid to cry or afraid to feel a loss. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, uh, one of my other brothers uh, in Monmouth, I never thought he'd get another dog after his Mitzi was gone. They buried him way in the corner uh, by the end of the pool. I didn't even know it until someone pointed it out. The grave was not visible. Years and years passed. I never thought he would, and he did. You can never tell how this is going to go. Right. Well, Loretta, so. I, I really appreciate your call, and thank you for uh, calling this morning. Uh, my situation was, and then I'm going to move on to the other issues, mm -hmm. it was just like my biggest fear, the movie, the Hollywood movie, uh, Marley. And every yeah. time I saw that movie, I was petrified because Marley, of course, you know, the dog and he's mischief around the house, but they all fall in love with him. And then Marley, he's got to be put down to sleep. And um, and his owner was in the room. And and I never thought that I could um, could go through something like that. And I had yeah. to do it um, with my dog. And it was being in the room. And I mean, we yeah. just we had no choice. But Loretta, I've got to move on from this yes, topic yeah. before I become emotional. So I I appreciate your call and thank you very much. Let's go to Pete in Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic. I got two things. First of all, I was very disappointed, and I still don't understand it. There was no old timers game. I was looking forward to it. I actually was heading out to the stadium, and when I heard that it was canceled because none of the players are mostly, most of them are not vaccinated. And Aaron Judge, who I love and I want to see him break the home run record, he's able to play. It doesn't make sense. And my second thing is my nephew worked for the city for 28 years. He's a performer, he entertains, and he's allowed to entertain. 
but he was let go from the city of New York after working from home for a year and mostly remote because of the vaccine, not getting the vaccine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't feel that way. I got the vaccine, but I respect his right. But I don't understand. He's in court, and because he's allowed to entertain, and believe me, people are taking up his cause. He's been working every weekend entertaining. He's probably making more money than working for the city, but he lost his benefits of 28 years, which is a sin. So wow. I, uh, I think in court he's going to win. He thinks he's going to get his money back from day one. I don't believe in that because what about the people that worked all this time? But he will get a settlement. And I know mm-hmm. because he's got mitigating uh, you know, circumstances that he's allowed to work as an entertainer but not able to work his job for the city of New York, that he will win this case. I, I know it for sure. But it's not right. These people, police officers and nurses and people that were heroes, they could work from home like they did, but they fired them, and it's a sin. Well, Pete, I I thank you uh, for the call. Um, You know, I haven't really paid much attention to the politics behind the old-timers game at Yankee Stadium and the vaccine as far as your nephew um, and and losing of his health benefits after having them for more than 20 years. I think you said 28 years to be exact. I hope if there's a will, if there's a way to make this work out so that he can regain his benefits or so that it, it works, it ends in his, uh, in his uh, favor. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, Eric Adams... God bless his soul, just came up with a new idea. Anyone who wants to apply for a higher-end job with the city, besides submitting their resume, they now have to submit a picture. Why do they have to submit a picture? It should go by their resume. Because Eric Adams, who isn't a racist, said basically... There are too many white people being hired, and he wants to see the person that they're hiring. He wants to look at their picture. Now, wait, 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 whoa, 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 Michael, Michael, do you, do you have that definitively, or is that you speculating? Because I'm aware that he wants the picture, about it. but, but yes. I haven't heard why the mayor wants the picture. Already, people are saying they're going to take, they're going to have a class action lawsuit. They're going to take the city to court. You'll be hearing about it. It's definitely going to happen. Right. I wouldn't, I've, I've I, heard... I, I wouldn't say it unless I was one thousand percent sure. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, you don't well, do well, that. that's wrong. That, that, that's right? wrong. That's wrong. If the mayor's going to, and I can't believe he would be that naive or that dumb, uh, because Eric Adams is not a dumb man by any means. Uh, but if he's going to make hires based on racial quotas or correcting uh, the past, that that that's a big mistake. A big, huge mistake. And you're right, Michael. It will end up in court, challenged, and the policy will be overturned. Dominic Carter with you here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to Los Angeles, Parkchester, the Bronx, and Brooklyn. Stay with us, folks. WABC. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come. 
much part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back, about to go back to your telephone calls. And I just thought about something else, folks, right? So Mayor Adams up bright and early Sunday morning for to call before the cameras at the Port Authority bus station to greet migrants coming in. It sends all the wrong messages. Why would you do that? You have constituents that have lived in New York City for years that don't have access to the mayor and you're there greeting people that came into the country illegally. Doesn't make sense. Before I go back to the telephone calls, let's talk briefly about the presidential race. Trump, as I said all along, is getting closer and closer and closer to declaring a candidacy. The former president was at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas, and he says, quote, we may have to do it again. I ran twice, I won twice, and did much better the second time than I did the first, getting millions and millions of more votes than in 2016, and likewise getting more votes than any sitting president in the history of our country by far. Now we may have to do it again. We may have to do it again. Thank you. Thank you. It's so sad what's happened to our country. We're like a third world country in elections. But, and I'm coming back to Adams in a second, because, Mr. Mayor, you're complaining about migrants coming in. But you're complaining to you're complaining about Governor Abbott in Texas. But if we are to believe you are a victim, Mr. Mayor, then surely Texas is a victim because they're coming over the border right into Texas. So if you're going to complain, Mr. Mayor, you should be complaining to your boy, your guy in the White House. It's his policy, after all, Joe Biden. But no, 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 no. Can't do that. Fellow Democrat can't do that. Want to get on a national stage, can't criticize Biden. So you take it out on Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. We just uh, heard from President Trump, Trump uh, at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Dallas. But boy, does he have his critics out there in this highly polarized environment, like former Vice President Dick Cheney. In this ad, re-election ad for his daughter, take a listen. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Wow. Let's go back to the telephone calls. We have a number of issues on the uh, table. The bodega clerk, Jose Alba, 
leaving New York uh, to go back, apparently, possibly to the Dominican Republic. If you were him, would you feel comfortable in New York City? Anywhere you go, you don't know if retribution is coming your way, and you don't see it coming until after the fact. Let's go to David in Los Angeles. Good morning, David. Welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Calling about Eric Adams and his statement that, gee, I always wanted to be mayor. I'm happy being mayor. That's why I smile and that's why I laugh. I call him now Eric Ego Adams. That's strictly protecting his own ego. And I think he's very misguided when crime is so high. You got crime on the subway. You got homeless problems. And you got people trying to make ends meet in this inflationary time. Gee, Eric, I'm glad you're happy. It's like he's rubbing it in the people's face. You know, he should be like, ooh, this job's hard. I barely have a time for anything. Most people don't think he's done a damn thing since he's taken office. Well, gee, Eric, we're really glad you're living your rock star life and you're so happy and smiling all the time. You know, kudos to you, bro. So I think it's a bad message on his part. And, and, and why is he greeting, like you said, why is he greeting the illegal immigrants? Oh, it's to show that he doesn't care. Oh, he's, he's welcome. Why don't you just say, send us more? I'm here to welcome you. That's this what guy you might needs as well a say. Consultant. He needs a political consultant to help him out. Maybe he'll hire me. But I know he can't <laughs> hear me now because he's already in the night. He's already in the nightclub partying it up, getting his palms <laughs> greased. Oh, boy. Well, David, we, uh, we appreciate your call as always. Let's go to Mitch in the Bronx. Good morning, Mitch. What's on your mind? Good morning. Uh, sorry to hear about your loss. Uh, well, two things that are on my mind, and one of them is COVID. Uh, my friend died Friday from COVID. And I'm sorry to hear that. Short, I knew him for about 40 years. He lived in my building for a long time. He was a huge Trump. I mean, you couldn't get more than him. He was like Trump supporter number one. He wouldn't get the vaccine, nor would his wife, because they listened to this uh, you know, cable TV channel. That where they have doctors or people who are supposed to be doctors telling you all the things that could happen and why you shouldn't take the vaccine, which is bogus. So he wouldn't get the vaccine. He was 78 years old. In any event, he contracted COVID and he died. He suffered for a long time and then he died. And the thing is, they I believe in the First Amendment to a degree, but it's about time to shut down. And when I say shut down, I mean legally, forcibly shut down Sean Hannity, uh, Laura, Laura Ingram, Mark Levin, Tucker Carlson. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say any. But these people get on the radio and they tell you, if you don't want to take the vaccine, it's your choice. Don't do it. Tucker Carlson tells you that the vaccine could kill you. I mean, it's misinformation, and it's actually it's like the National Enquirer on TV. Okay, I think but wait, that wait, 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 people... wait, 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 Mitch, 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 with a, with a straight face, you're really saying the personalities that you just listed, that they should lose their radio and TV shows because you don't like what they're saying? It's not that I don't like it. It's that I don't think, first of all, I'm an emergency medical technician since 1980. That doesn't give me any expertise in vaccine or infectious diseases, but I've been in the medical field for 40 years. And what I'm saying is that I believe in the vaccines. I believe in Fauci. Fauci, good, Trump, bad. Fauci, good, Trump, bad. These people spend all their day critiquing Fauci. My point is, no, they shouldn't lose their jobs, but they should not be allowed to say those things on the radio or TV that are not true. If it's patently false, you can't say it. That's the first thing. And I'm but, really but upset about false. that because I do believe hey, that hey, my Mitch, friends... Hey, Mitch, I thank you for the call. I thank you for the call. I got your point. You said statements that are patently false. False. Patently false based on the definition of who. 
That therein lies the uh, problem. But thank you for the call. Let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. Good morning, Ralph, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning uh, to you, Dominic. Okay. Good morning. So the question, the question hanging over everyone in this country is whether or not Joseph Biden, the inept, the impotent, uh, weak uh, individual who is still hiding in the bunker uh, basement, will run again. And, and my answer to that, who cares? Because I'm indifferent. I'm, uh, you know, uh, nonchalant and lackadaisical about this man, okay? He brings nothing but pile of misery to our country. Uh, and um, he, you know, burden the average person, every man, woman, and child in, in the country with a pile of misery that he brings um, to this country right now. And he diminishes in the global stage America, okay? With, he is turning the Pax Americana into a paper tiger. And yes, people, within the span of his term, Taiwan will be invaded by China. Because the, the piece of crap, good for nothing, Biden is weak. And the animal in China, Panda China, Winnie the Pooh, he's an insecure man. That's a very bad combination right there. Insecurity and weakness. Ralph, I I, I hear you. I I hear you. And my response is, I don't think anyone with a straight face, and thank you for the call, actually believes that Biden is running in 2024. You see what happened to Carolyn Maloney, the congresswoman who's in the uh, 12th congressional district in the fight fight of her life uh, with redistricting up against Gerald Nadler. Nadler. That race will be decided Uh, at the end of this month, and it's so tight, and many of the people in that district are away, so it could very well be decided by absentee ballots. But you see what happened to to the uh, to the congresswoman when she told the truth about Biden. Nobody with a straight face seriously believes that this man it's just not physically possible. For him now, I don't care what the talking points are for the Democrats. Oh, wait, wait, wait until after the midterms. We'll see. Those are the talking points. It's a wrap, folks. Let's go to uh, our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. Hey, Dominic. Thanks, as always, for taking my call. Um, uh, Regarding the illegal immigrants and uh, the mayor in New York City, I, I... It's just such political grandstanding. It's such they have the moral high ground somehow. They're more inclusive. They're more caring. It's a bunch of BS. I wonder, you can ask the family of the illegal immigrant down in Texas. He's been indicted on 22 murders of elderly women, and they suspect him, and they're trying to link him to many more. He's already been convicted of one or two. He's indicted on 22. He's an illegal immigrant from Kenya. There was an illegal immigrant just a few days ago in Alabama that uh, killed his asylum-seeking girlfriend. He kicked and punched her 14-year-old son to death and kidnapped a young girl for, and had her tied to his bed for a week before she chewed through her restraints and got out of the house and got herself help. These are the stories we don't hear. And there are countless stories every day in this country. And I'm not just talking about the money spent on illegals that could be spent on people, senior citizens, disabled people in this country that desperately need help, that fall through the cracks all the time, um, or the, just the, the amount of people that are maimed and killed in this country. I don't have the latest figures, but I know 
as of about four or five years ago, in a two-year period, there were almost 7,000 people killed in this country by illegal immigrants. I mean, think of the toll on them. Who cares for them? Who advocates for them? And one person that did was Donald Trump. And he had an office in the White House for people that were ill-affected by illegal immigrants, you know, especially by violent crime. And you know what Joe Biden did when he came into the White House? He got rid of that office. Right, eliminated. But, Jennifer, I want to tell you this. I thought about you earlier today. And in in this capacity— um, you know, I'm, I'm writing a podcast that will be uh, online on uh, Wednesday. And I thought about you were the first one, as you have been in many of these tragic, tragic uh, cases involving police officers. You were the first one to inform me of the Indiana officer, 24 years old. And the point that you made that keeps resonating in my mind over and over and over again, that you haven't really heard anything in the mainstream media about this officer being shot to death, never had a chance mm-hmm. to take out his, his revolver, and, and the ex-con suspect, I will not say his name, uh, had mm-hmm. a uh, AK-47. And you were right, Jennifer, that the media was going to ignore this officer's murder. Absolutely. Yeah. They gave it a good leave it alone. They did it with Kiana Holly too. Um, it, it's really, it breaks my heart, Dominic. Like I said, there are so many cases in this country where good, decent people are just set upon in the most violent, horrific ways. And the, the media picks and chooses those that they wish to demonize and le- lets the others get, you know, get a good leaving alone. And that's what they did with this poor Noah Chavez out in Indiana. And he was slaughtered. I won't even say it was ambushed. He was slaughtered in that car. He was slaughtered. And it's, it's a disgrace. And if anybody else, like I said, if the colors were turned in Dominic, I think you know me well enough to know I'm not about the colors. But it's the media. And like Charles Barkley said, they do it on purpose. The racial division, the political division, the class division. They want us turned on each other, and they're doing a damn good job. And like I said, when – I'm really glad. Is the podcast going to be about um, this? this he'll, sort of he'll crime? Be one, it's not about him, but he'll be one of the items uh, mentioned. But but uh, again, right. and I do need to move on, Jennifer. But I just want to thank sure. you for you being you and uh, informing me about that female officer uh, in Baltimore, informing me about this 24 year old officer uh, in Indiana, and it's greatly appreciated that you're bringing a light in terms of things that we need to know. I thank you for the call, Jennifer. So one of the other stories I mentioned this morning, and I can't help but think something's not right here. Something foul, if you will, is going on. The New York Health Department says hundreds may be affected with the polio uh, virus. This as a New York City Department of Corrections captain who worked on uh Rikers Island contracts monkeypox. It's growing. It's spreading. Let's see what our friend Stan in Forest Hills has to say about this. Good morning, Stan. Uh, In my lifetime, I never thought I would hear that polio is back. And Jonas Salk, who is the man who created the vaccine, is probably rolling over in his grave. Figure I thought we had this lick, but it's, it's not licked. Our health system 
in this country is cracking up. I mean, usually if people come into the country, they're stopped or something. But with the monkeypox and now with polio, that's, I mean, it's, it's unthinkable that polio would be coming back to this country, but it is. Our health system and our check of our system coming in is broken. Forget about immigration. It's just broken, and we're talking about health. Uh, the CDC knows that there's a problem. Even Dr. Fauci mentioned it today. He, he, he's shaking his head as well. Uh, I want to get quickly to the bill that passed today related to health care and what has a great bill. People that call this program, who are Republicans, who are citizens, and are diabetic, Republicans today voted all, all of them against this bill. One of the major things, insulin. Insulin for diabetics. Dominic Carter is a diabetic. I don't think you take insulin, do you? I don't know. I do. I okay. Do. They are, you cannot get a decent price on insulin. In Europe, it's $8. In the United States, at 60. The Republicans would not cap it. They wanted to take it out. They didn't even vote for the bill. They wouldn't even go for it to cap the insulin to at least $30. They wouldn't do it. Republicans are strictly for the business of pharmaceuticals. But the was Democrats, anything added? Was anything added to the, no, to this the, bill? No, the insulin will stay as it is. Many citizens of this city and this cannot afford. Dominic Carter could afford it, but many cannot. And we'll die because of it. But this is the Republicans. If you're a Republican and you vote for these people, these are the people that may kill you because they did not vote for insulin in the bill. Insulin is a survival for diabetics. Oh, what are we asking for here? But there will be now, the federal government will now, after years, be able to uh, buy uh, pharmaceuticals and Medicaid, uh, Medicare at a reduced cost and negotiate on some uh, pharmaceutical drugs. That's the Democrats that did this. Republicans all in, in unison voted against this bill for everything. So rethink your thinking, ladies and gentlemen. Medicine, drugs that you need. These people voted against insulin to reduce the prices. What does that tell you? Please, hmm. what does that tell you? And uh, I'm not making it up. I mean, all 50 of them voted against it. But thank God the Democrats had the vote got it through, and they'll be able to, in the near future, as soon as possible, start negotiating drug uh, prices in, in unison and so forth, which is good. We've never been able to do it on some drugs. It's not all, but the Democrats got the bill through. Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Republicans well, are voted against you if you're a diabetic, okay? They want you to die. That's the way it is. Well, well, I, I I wouldn't take it that far, Stan. I would. But I thank you. I would if but, I, but, I, yeah. but I thank you for the call, and I I will be able to counter this um, uh, tomorrow evening on the uh, program. It's just in terms of take a hard look. Myself, I don't like commenting unless I know for sure what I am talking about, folks. I've got to take a break, but before we do so, let's go to Alana in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I want to say that, first of all, just this thing with Stan, that Republicans want people to die. See, that's not true. If you pay attention to the crime rate, it's in a lot of the Democratic um, states. So, Stan, you're wrong. And Dr. Fauci, I just want to mention that, that Dr. Fauci has had all these animals being tortured in a lab. So the EMT that was talking about Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci is a clown and a joke. And there are many doctors on WABC that are absolutely telling you to get the vaccine. 
So back to Adams. Um, I think that he's an embarrassment again because here he is with the illegals. But when do you see him with the police? They just got belted, right? You know, with the whatever this weekend or was it last week? Last weekend at the Dominican yeah. Day Parade in the Bronx. Yeah. Where was where was Adams standing next to his brothers and sisters? But no, he's with the illegals, you know. And he's happy. How? Why don't you ask the widows of the police officers? Or the, or the people that have lost their family members due to the high crime in New York City while he's in, what, Gracie Mansion cooking? Thank you, Curtis, okay, for a fabulous show this weekend. Because, Kurt, because Eric Adams was talking about cooking, right? Meanwhile, people are dying, and he is embarrassing everybody, and he's happy. But why don't you ask the 2,000 cops that left his, his, uh, the job without, what, their pension? Without you know, their full pension. He's sickening. He is sickening. Stand up for your brothers and sisters. Show us who you really are because we see what you really are. You're not doing your job as a policeman or as a mayor. You, you, These policemen are dying. People are dying on the streets. You, it's, I, I swear to God, worst thing people could have done is voted for Eric Adams, you know? Mm. Well, well, I hear you. Um what I have to say about about this issue, I'm sure won't sit well with you, Alana, or with some of our uh, listeners. And that is, let's the the jury is still out. I know, I know, you're going to look at your radio and ask, "What am I smoking? What am I drinking?" I still believe. Has he done some bad things? The wrong things? The optics that are wrong? Absolutely, absolutely. He should not be the nightlife mayor as crime is completely out of control. And you are right, Alana. Uh, he should be with those police officers. By the way, that looked like him. They were all Latino officers at that incident at the uh, Bronx Dominican Day Parade when those monsters were throwing bottles at them. And so you're right. Rather than being with the migrants, perhaps, Mr. Mayor, you should be with the officers. But let's see. Let's see what the mayor and the police commissioner are able to do. I know. Tick, tick, tick. The clock is ticking. It is now time for a break. Folks, coming up at 1 a.m., 1 a.m., I'm laughing because this guy is the, uh, what, the Energizer Bunny, Curtis Lewa. Uh He's all set and ready to go. In for Frank Morano at 1 a.m. Curtis Lewa is coming up. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. Wait until you hear what happened yet again near Yankee Stadium. I'll be right back and with more of your telephone calls. Talk Radio 77. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. Here we go again. 
a shirtless man stabbed another man in the back at the Yankee Stadium subway station in the Bronx Sunday. The 33-year-old victim was on an escalator at the 161st Street Yankee Stadium station, steps from the concourse area, when he was knifed about 1.30 p.m., according to the NYPD. The shirtless attacker took off on foot and is still being sought, according to the police. Anyone with information is asked to call Crime Stoppers. What I don't understand is all of these mentally ill people walking the streets. Why can't you just, Kendra's Law, whatever you want to do, you're, you're on the street today, you're off the street tomorrow. I really believe, and in a hospital, whatever, but you're not on the street. I really believe Rudy Giuliani, if he faced this situation, that's exactly what he would do. Maybe not a day, but believe me, they wouldn't be roaming the streets because that was the type of mayor that he was. And I know but because I covered him just about more than any other journalist, and he didn't play. And this is not the time for democratic talking points. Oh, oh we have to help the mentally ill and, and get them off the street. They're too dangerous right now. What does it take for your sister to be stabbed in her back or your cousin to be stabbed in his back or your brother and then we'll do something? Let's go uh, back to the telephone calls. Max in Manhattan. Good morning, Max. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, Dominic, thank you for taking my call. Um, Stan was talking about uh, insulin. I'd, uh, I'd like to point something out here, and that is that uh, the Chinese are producing about – 85 to 90 percent of all of our drugs right now, um, they're buying up a good deal of the farmland in the United States, all next to Navy, naval uh, military sites. Um, none of this is being mentioned when Nancy goes over to Taiwan, which makes her look like a good person. So I don't know. I think there's some sort of distraction here. Um, they're slowly taking over bits of the United States, but and with, a, with a quiet velvet glove on. And um, no one's making mention of this. Well, uh, all I can tell you is that insulin costs are through the roof. Some people cannot afford to pay their mortgage and their uh, insulin costs or their rent and their and their uh, and their insulin costs. You know, I, I hear you, Max. Is, is insulin one of the drugs that the Chinese are making and that we're buying? Well, that's a good question that I don't have the answer to right now, but I will look into it. And I, I thank you for your call. Dominic Carter here with you folks for the next nine minutes. Curtis Lee was all excited and ready to go yet again. Steve in Central New Jersey. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I, I want to commend you for swerving into something about the monkey pox and the polio and that this may be biowarfare, something I believed in the early days of COVID. But I commend you for at least giving food for thought. Let me throw through more, two more things on there as well. 
these people that are being – these migrants, I'll be gentle, that are being allowed to walk through the southern border are not being tested for, virus, for diseases. They're not – unlike my ancestors that came here in the late 1800s, and then you were sent back. That's no longer happening. So that may be a source of these diseases. Let me also put, Dominic, a third thing, and this is an impassioned plea to the media at whole. Please – the Democrats would look nothing more than to turn viruses into hysteria and lockdown, shutdown. Please look at the numbers this time before you allow them to do that. My, the internal polling showing they're definitely going to lose the House. They may lose the Senate. Go ahead, Don. No, uh, well, well, the politics of it, you, you are correct in terms of forecasting what's, what's right around the corner with the midterm uh, elections, the House appears to be gone for the for the Democrats. We'll see what happens in the uh, Senate. My point, Steve, is that, and I'm not trying to engage in hysteria, I am simply stating too much is going on all of a sudden with all of these different diseases. It just seems to be, it's just too much. And the numbers are starting to grow. And now we're, you know, we're discussing uh, polio again. Now, polio may be, I, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, folks. But uh, polio's been found in Rockland, in the wastewater, in Rockland and Orange uh, County. And you had a case of polio in Rockland where a man was um, very sick. It just seems that a lot is going on. Let's go to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Hudson. Good morning, Hudson, our friend. What's on your mind? Hey, Tom. Good morning, brother. Always good to hear your voice. Um, I'm just going to be quick, as I always am. Stan, as always, is wrong, never has the facts. He's talking about the Republicans turned it down. The vote was 57 to 43, which means that Democrats also turned it down. These guys all put money in their pocket. That's what they do. And if he read some, which he doesn't because he just follows CNN and everything else, all these companies are three big companies that run the whole insulin project, and they don't make any generics. So this is all going to the money of people. And then if I could just say real quick, I'm sorry, I'm changing subjects, but you know that my wife is working in the city. This is how bad it's getting. I had to show her a video the other day of people getting sliced in the back, and she's added to her weapon arsenal. And I know it sounds funny, but it's not. So now she has more things in her pocket where now she has to turn her back all the time because that's how bad it's getting over there. Eric Adams is right. 20 times worse than de Blasio, worst ever. Well, and I'm, I'm smirking, and not in a positive way, Hudson, because I'm sorry to hear what your wife has to uh, go through. And what you just said is real. It's real. My family members won't even take the subway. we rather pay uh, in a cab, which costs God knows what, because uh, going on the subway, you are taking your 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 life into your your hands. And one of these people from mental with, suffering from mental illness may decide just they don't like the way you look. You look too good. You look like you have a job and a good life, so they're going to cut you in the face. This is the reality of what's going on. Let's go to Joan in Manhattan. Good morning, Joan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I want to fill in another few pieces here. It looks like a lot of people that are calling have a pretty good sense 
that are, I don't even want to call it a healthcare system. I wouldn't dignify it by calling it a system because systems are, are rational. There's nothing rational about healthcare in America. And a lot of people seem to understand that it's all about profit. And it doesn't have to be that way. We are, as you know, the standalone country. We are the only country among 37 wealthy countries that does not have a national health insurance system. And I am mystified as to how it is possible that we just went through a pandemic where a million people died, where people could not get health care, which people do not have a regular doctor. And everybody says that you're, the odds of getting vaccinated, the leading indicator of whether you will get vaccinated or not is, do you have an ongoing relationship with a doctor that you trust? And if you do, chances are you'll be vaccinated. And if you don't, you won't. So all this hand-wringing about why aren't people getting vaccinated? Why are they doing that? They're doing it because they don't have doctors that they trust. And until we have a national health care system like they have in 37 other countries, including now Taiwan, which is why I'm a big fan of Taiwan, they have a single-payer system like Canada. As, as, as small as they are and as anti-communist as they are, they are not afraid of socialism. They are not afraid of a Canadian health care system. And until we get one, uh, we're going to have health care problems, and we're going to have the lowest life expectancy in the developed world, which at this point we're about 49th in the world in life expectancy, which is shocking considering how wealthy we are. So what do you think, Dominic? <laughs> what do you think? Well, you, you, you've made arguments uh that that have been made um many times by by um by others and all i know is that with the hmos and i guess they call them ppos now what what's always frightened me is the entire system but the fact that incentives financial incentives uh joan are given to doctors to steer you in a certain way which may not be in your best interest, but it's in the best interest of the, the HMO or, or the, the PPO. So uh, the fact that, that we don't have health care completely under control uh, is a strike uh, against our elected officials. It, it, it is what it is, Joan. I, I don't see the situation getting um, any better anytime soon, but I do thank you uh, for your call. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. Good morning. And um, when I heard about all the crime this weekend, I said, boy, Dominic's going to have a show he go- he didn't expect. But how was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was well. Thank you for asking. I, I have I've a got here. 30 seconds but, left. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to do this real fast. One, I don't understand why everyone's having a problem with this vaccine. It's no joke. Vaccines are, are free, okay? And um, all these so-called um, medical don't know what they're talking about. What Stan said made a lot of sense. You don't get the infant for free, and it's not made in China. But, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just take the vaccine and monkey pox. No, there's no joke. It's not a lab thing. You be careful out there. Yes, and Audrey, I thank you for the telephone call, and I hope that you are well. Folks, you want to keep your radio, whether you're listening on the radio, on a computer, online, or or some device, you want to keep it right there because Curtis Lewa is about to bring it. Curtis is in for Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. It's all coming up right here at Talk Radio 77 WABC.